Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters, and I am joined today by Diane. Hello again. Hello. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about Christmas because it's December now, and so we can actually officially talk about Christmas at last. Woohoo! The C word, the dreaded C word. My children ban me from talking about Christmas <laughs> until December, and so once it starts, I'm like, that's it. I'm getting all the Christmas carols out. Yeah, we're the opposite. I ban my children from talking about Christmas until the 1st of December. And then I'm like, you can fill your boots now for like one month. <laughs> one month and then it's then it's off, taps off. Yeah. Yeah. So today we thought we could talk about how you carry on home educating through Christmas and whether you do, whether you don't, whether you have time off. And Diane, this is going to be your first Christmas as a home educating family, or at least partly as a home educating family. Yeah. Right? So I think we will, because I've got other children at school, so I think we're going to follow kind of quite traditional term times, actually, and not home educate through Christmas. It also happens to be um, my daughter who is home educated. It's her birthday right just before Christmas as well. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so she definitely needs a bit of downtime. And Christmas was always um, when she was at school, even though she loved primary school, it was actually quite a stressful time for her because um everything changes in schools at Christmas time. So they suddenly, instead of doing your kind of lessons that you would normally be doing, they're doing the Christmas play, they're doing rehearsals for the Christmas play. And she actually used to find that an incredibly stressful time. And I think she still does to a certain extent because things just change, don't they? And there's, um, there's almost something in the atmosphere almost at Christmas time, I think. And that I think that feels quite unsettling to her. So. so even though she's not at school, she still finds Christmas a bit unsettling? I think so, yeah, because mm. just things change and, you know, people are getting more and more excited and, you know, and, yeah, I think I think things just feel different at this time of year. Um, mm, my daughter today, she said that she doesn't mind the Chris, the Christmassy stuff in the house, but she really mm. doesn't like it when she's outside. She says she doesn't like that kind of mass hysteria feel that you get. I'm with her all mm. of the way. Yeah. I know. It can be it can be a bit overwhelming, can't it, for children? When you it's like a sensory overwhelm, isn't it? I think Absolutely. some of some of these places. And it must feel a, I think a certain amount of pressure as well. I wonder whether your daughter has a just a kind of post-traumatic thing from school and then now that whole season is associated with the pressure of the play. Yeah, and I think so. I think that's true. But I also think there's something about just the pressure of almost like receiving gifts as well. I think there is a pressure associated with that. She's 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 a very modest child and she doesn't tend to ask for very much. So I think she actually finds the receiving of gifts quite quite challenging. And I know that sounds really odd because no, I get not that. like that at all. They're like, you know, they'll take what mm. they can get. <laughs> <laughs> she's not like that, you know. So I actually think she finds the whole, it's a bit like a performance, isn't it? When you're unwrapping a present and you're kind of receiving it mm. and then you have to respond in a particular way that's acceptable or expected. And actually, I think that's really difficult. 
I think if you're introverted, it can be very hard to have all that attention on you. Mm. Personally, I don't like birthdays for that reason, because all the attention is focused on you. And I love Christmas because it spreads that attention out amongst everybody. But there is always that moment when the attention is on you. You're unwrapping and everyone's looking at you. And yeah, I I can see why that might be a bit performance anxiety going on there. Yeah, indeed. And it's just the structure of the day as well. So that's something I really struggle with. So um I've got a very much kind of ADHD type brain. So I, I live my life by structure. And actually, Christmas blows all of that out of the water, doesn't it? And um, for me, I find that really, really stressful. And I almost have to, I, I, I was saying to someone this morning, I almost pace at Christmas because I can't do the enforced nothingness. I can't do the unstructured time. So um, I think that can be quite difficult for people too. I think that's one thing that I like as a home educator, because both my two are home educated. Mm. We have quite often, and this this terrifies people when I say this, but we have quite often done lessons on Christmas Day. Ah. Because it's that sense of, like you say, it's that sense of continuity and structure to the days that depending on how things are going, sometimes we've had a couple of Christmases because we've been in different countries a lot for Christmas. Mm. And we've had a couple of Christmases where I haven't wanted to ditch that structure that everyone finds quite safe. So I've actually kept up with that sort of daily structure of having a bit of lessons in the morning. And I've, yeah. what I tended, what I've tended to do is make them as fun as possible and you know Christmas themed and stuff like that but there's something about that act of doing the same kind of routine that you normally do on a Christmas that some children can find very secure I think yeah definitely there's definitely safety in routine yeah absolutely I could see why you would do that I think I read somewhere um not about home education but actually Christmas day is the highest um tax return day or something because people kind of need something to do (laughs) they do their tax returns on Christmas day yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that that but the, like this can sound outrageously sexist, and but I feel like that's just men hiding in a room doing on their computer <laughs> while the women cook. It fit. It's it's See, smacking house, of it's that to me. To, the other way around. <laughs> I like the way you're bucking the trend there. That's good. <laughs> Long may that continue. Uh, we tend to we tend to have some time off over Christmas. We don't stick to terms. I think it's like mm. you say, because you've got some children in school. I think that would mm. definitely dictate that for you because there's no way you could expect your home educated daughter to no. have lessons when everyone else was sitting around watching TV. That would be a bit much. <laughs> no. But for my two, because it's just them, traditionally, we've always just sort of done what we want, depending on how we feel. So sometimes we'll have like a three or four weeks off early early kind of summer late spring mm. and then we'll go all the way through summer holidays and we'll just keep doing our learning and then other times we'll have a few days off for christmas sometimes my two really like time off at new year rather than christmas yeah. and vice versa and so mm. it really depends i think that's it's quite nice to have that flexibility but it'd be interesting to see how many people who listen to this have time off you know, like kind of term time and holiday time that map the school holiday. So maybe if anyone listening, if you're on the Facebook group, the Home Education Matters Facebook group, do come on and tell us if you map to the school holidays, because I'd be maybe we should do a poll. That would be really interesting. Yeah, wouldn't it? be really interesting. I'm really envious, actually, of people that don't have to map to holidays because, you know, you can I'm sure your holidays, if you go away, must be so much cheaper. <laughs> cheaper, much cheaper and also much less busy. And for my two yeah. in particular, particular it's really nice to be able to go to these touristy places when it's not high season yeah it's one of the luxuries of home education isn't it being able to go on holiday in actual fact when people sometimes ask me 
why I home educate, a lot of it is a kind of lifestyle choice, which I feel yeah. a bit bad about because it just fits. It's like a lovely lifestyle decision to make, isn't it? Because it, it makes things a lot easier. You can go out during the day, you know, shopping and things to Asda oh. and places where it's not really busy. And sometimes I go out at the weekend with my children. And I think this is why I don't go out at the weekend. <laughs> Because it's really busy. It's full of people. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing to feel bad about, I don't think. I think that's a really positive choice to make. I think we'd all do that if we could. It is. I remember I, I met a home educator many years ago, and I was saying the usual home education thing, where it was the school holidays, and I was saying how much I hate the school holidays because there's just children everywhere and people, mm. and I don't like it. And all my favourite places, like playgrounds, things were inundated yeah. with children. And I remember she stopped me and she said she was she was a much longer standing home educator than I was at the time because this was a few years ago. Mm. And she said actually, she says I have a completely different approach because I think that this is how life should be. And that this is how things should be, where children aren't in school and children out and about all the time. And I thought, oh my God, she's right. You know, if I was a proper home educator, I would be, I'd be like, but this is how things should be. And I would be loving and embracing summer holidays. And I've tried really hard since then. Cause I, you know, one of those moments where you feel really inadequate as a home educator, I think, oh yeah. no, she's got it right. And I've got it wrong. And so I, like on the surface, I try very hard to embrace holidays and think, mm. oh, Christmas holidays, it's lovely. All these children running around the aisles of the range and Asda, <laughs> it's wonderful. And then deep down inside me, I'm like, when is school starting? <laughs> I try really hard to embrace Absolutely. it, but I'm not sure I do. Do you have that kind of moment in your house where you think, yep, school is now back on and I can relax a little bit? Yeah, well, I suppose because we map, we do map to the holidays. So for us, it is just remains very, very structured. So yeah, so I'm really lucky in my work. So I can, I tend to take school holidays off as much as possible. I still do work, but I don't tend to have to go out to work. So there is definitely just that ebb and flow of term time, holiday time. And that's quite nice because it's cycles, isn't it? Six week cycles. So I quite like that and I plan my work around that and plan my work quarters around that, really. I so... think what's nice about that is that when you are off on holiday as such, it's a more boundary time, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. one thing I find, because I work all the way through, I don't take time off. But it, mm -hmm. I work sort of part time and I just work whenever I have clients. Mm -hmm. And then my children, they just do lessons whenever they want and learning whenever they want to. And so I find it's it's slightly boundaryless often whereas other families I know that have weekends you know mm. very you know this is the weekend now they yes. tend to do more things at that time because that's their time to do them mm. all together and I feel like sometimes as a family because it's always quite vague and diffuse I'm not sure we then make the most of our of these moments that we have Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I hadn't kind of thought about that. But yes, yeah, when you've got kind of two days at the weekend, you're quite focused, I think, about those those times. Um, I think I would find that really difficult, the kind of boundarylessness of not having that. It is. It It's challenging in itself, and it has got real bonuses, like the freedom and the flexibility. But it's almost like you have to create your own boundaries sometimes in order just to have some sense of when things happen and when they don't. Because otherwise I do think, especially with teenagers, mm. the, the inclination is just for everyone to drift, drift in that <laughs> yeah. teenage angsty way through life. Indeed. Yeah, my weekends have definitely become a bit drifty because <laughs> as the children are getting older, you can't get them, you can't get them motivated quite as easily to go out for a nice walk or 
you know, visit somewhere on the weekend. So, yes, there's a lot of uh, drift management. I yeah. I said to my children the other day, I said, we used to do things, all of us. <laughs> When did, I mean, I can't remember the last time we all went out together. And and then I thought, well, this is my fault, really. I'm the one who should be, you know, organising these things and getting us out and about. But it is, it's harder to rally, I think, older children. And when they're younger, I yeah. think you sort of think, it's that old idea, isn't it, that you have to kind of wear them out a little bit during the day so that they're, yes. Yes. you know, dirty and tired by the end of the day. Yeah. You give them a bath, they go to bed and they sleep. Whereas I think when they get yeah. a bit older, you kind of don't feel that you have to do that so much. But maybe we still do, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, I think it takes a lot more energy when they're a bit older to kind of motivate them to get out. And I think for me, sometimes I don't always have that energy. I was just talking to a friend about that at the weekend, actually, and about saying, you know, on a Sunday or whatever. Sometimes I can. Sometimes I can sort of rally the troops. But some days I just think, no, I've I've not got the energy to do this today, actually, and I'm just going to let them drift. <laughs> yeah, and that's where self compassion comes in, doesn't it? Because I think so often we can look at our friends' Facebook feeds and think, oh, look, they're off here and there doing all these things. And you're currently sat in your armchair with a cup of tea and your iPad, feeling like the worst parent in history. So I think, yeah, I think that's where comparing yourself to other people's journeys and comparing yourself to other other people doing, especially other home educators, is just it's it's the way to sap joy out of your family life, isn't it? Yes, madness that way lies. (laughs) It certainly does. Certainly a certain amount of Facebook frustration lies, that's for sure. Well, thank you, Diane. That has been very interesting because I like chatting to people who have a really, you know, sort of that different approach. Mm. And it's really interesting that you map like that. And I I see why for your family structure, that would work really well. And I'll put a poll up in the group and let's see how many other people map and don't map. That'd be fascinating. So if you haven't already and you're listening to this, do join our Home Education Matters Facebook group. Because what we'll also be doing in the new year is we'll be doing a kind of Q&A style thing. So if you've got any questions about home education, put them in the group and then we can do a kind of Q&A podcast. Diane and I, we can see if we can answer your questions. And if you've got specific questions for me, specific questions for Diane, do fire them at us in that Facebook group. Yeah, great. That'll be excellent. Look forward to it. I know, and I don't think I'll be chatting to you now, Diane, before Christmas. So have a lovely Christmas. Ah, you too. I love Christmas, so I'm deeply excited by it. I've got the (laughs) decorations up already, which is a bit early, but I just couldn't resist it. And um, yeah, and then we'll have a chat in the new year. And perhaps one of our new year podcasts, Diane, could be kind of, uh, I don't know, home education resolutions. What do you think? That might be quite fun. Good one, wouldn't it? Yeah, Yeah. goals and resolutions for home education. I like that. Let's do that in the new year. Thank you very much for chatting today, Diane. Our pleasure. See you again. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.